Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, Justin Hogg from RightSource here, talking not-for-profits and helping you set up your not-for-profit. This is our last of four videos setting, helping you set up your not-for-profit. We've gone through the planning process, registering with the ACNC, um, talking about good governance for your not-for-profit. The last one is talking about the tax concessions that are available for you as a not-for-profit, just so you're aware of them and making sure that as you go set up your not-for-profit, that you do it in a way that allows you to maximize your concessions that you're allowed um, and effectively help contribute to the purpose that you're looking to achieve in your not-for-profit. So, when we talk about tax concessions, first part I want to talk about is those that come through the ATO or your federal level of tax concessions. Now, the ATO has a number of concessions for not-for-profit. These are income tax, so as a not-for-profit you don't have to pay income tax if you get the concession as a registered not-for-profit. You have a rebate on FET or fringe benefits tax. Now, this is designed to help uh, employees of not-for-profits receive or effectively be able to capture and retain employees in a not-for-profit and compete against commercial entities when you're looking for staff. There are some GST concessions where you're doing things in a non-commercial manner for not-for-profits. Lastly, we'll talk about the deductible gift recipient, which is basically um, registering your charity so that those who uh, support your charity in terms of giving donations are then able to themselves claim a tax deduction for those donations. So they're the type of things that are available through the ATO and are things that you need to go through and register with the ATO to access. So registering with the ATO, what do you need to do? So this can all be done, this registration process can all be thought of and um, acted on as you're going through that planning process to set up your not-for-profit and through the registration process of the ACNC, you should also be looking at your registration process with the ATO. The first step, as is with a lot of those processes, is deciding on your legal structure. So are you going to be an incorporated association, company limited by guarantee, are you going to be a trust? How is your corporate structure going to be formed? Again, this is something you should get some professional advice on to make sure that your structure fits with the plan that you've got for your organization and the long-term, how you're trying to achieve your purpose. That's the first thing you need to make sure you have worked out and have in place when you're looking to register with the ATO. And obviously with that legal structure, making sure your business is then registered as a business, because again, we can't set up a not-for-profit as an individual. It needs to be a business that is registered as a not-for-profit. So you need to register that business. Similarly, obviously these concessions the ATO are giving are giving to those businesses that are looking to run as a not-for-profit. So as with the ACNC application, you are wanting to ensure that your business is set up as a not-for-profit or have a, a purpose a purpose that is a purpose in line with a not-for-profit purpose. So this is encapsulating it again in things like your constitution to make sure that your constitution for your entity that you set up clearly defines that the entity is set up not to make a profit, not to distribute profit back to members, but to actually reinvest that profit into its purpose, whether it be in that entity or another entity that is running a similar charitable process. And there are defined clauses that you can put in your constitution that can help ensure that this is the case. 
The process of registering with the ATO is a separate process to registering with the ACNC. So they're two separate bodies, but they can be done simultaneously. And I would probably suggest that they are because, and simultaneously with your planning process, you should be planning your charity, understanding what you're wanting to achieve, making sure you've got all the requirements you need for the ACNC and all your requirements you need for the ATO so that you're basically getting through all that work in one consistent and effective manner. And again, I suppose with doing that registration process, having you know, legal support or accounting support, basically professional support with those who are familiar with the not-for-profit space and are able to help you navigate that pathway is definitely something useful and something you should definitely look into if you're looking to do this. One area I want to talk a little bit more about is the deductible gift recipient and what that actually means and what that entails. Now, to be to be registered or allow yourself to be registered for a deductible gift recipient or DGR status is first of all you need to be operating in Australia. So your charity needs to have um, a registration in Australia and needs to be operating in Australia. Now it doesn't mean it can't provide services to more than Australia but effectively one requirement must have is be based in Australia and operating in Australia. And back to when we're talking about that setup process it has to have in its constitution um, on a, a condition on when it's being wound up that any surplus assets it has has to go to a similar organization with a, the same purpose or sorry the same status in terms of the DGR status and if it's a charity it has to have the same purpose so that way you are ensuring that okay if for some reason the charity does stop the assets don't just get distributed to members. That can't happen. The assets on winding up can't go to members. They have to go to another charity that is going to use those assets towards a similar not-for-profit purpose. And that's why it's important when you are looking to set up your not-for-profit that you understand these permutations you need to have because you don't want to have gone and done your constitution registered for the AACNC and then realize you need to change it to get your DGR status with the ATO. So it's about making sure you do all these things at once so you make sure you only have to do them once and you're not wasting valuable resources that you could be putting towards your purpose. So on a state level, again, there are a number of state taxes that you may be able to get exemptions for. Now this is different state to state, but I would definitely encourage you to look at what exemptions there are and what you need to get those exemptions. Now, generally speaking, it is having that not-for-profit status. So once you've got that not-for-profit not status, you've got that charitable pro purpose, you can then apply to your Office of State Revenue or your equivalent bodies to ask for exemption on state taxes that you may be applicable to. Now these th might be things like payroll tax, land tax, uh, any other tax duties that are applied by your state to certain transactions that you do. So again, look at this in that startup phase of your not-for-profit because it is just easier. Uh, definitely it is harder when I've come across not-for-profits who have triggered a liability for a state tax and they go, oh, but we're not-for-profit, we shouldn't have to pay for that. And they're trying to do the exemption process after they're already liable for it. It can get tricky um, and really you should be doing that exemption process before you're liable for, for that tax. I'm not going to go into the detail of state taxes because they're different for each state, but definitely have a look at them and be aware of what is out there for your not-for-profit. And that's really the conclusion of our series of four videos. We've gone through planning for your not-for-profit and what you have to do in terms of that planning stage of your not-for-profit, of any business, but particularly what you need to do for a not-for-profit. 
We've gone through the registration process for the ACNC. We've gone through a bit of an understanding, hopefully, of what it is good governance is and maintaining that level of governance that the ACNC requires of your charity and not-for-profit. And then lastly today, we've had a little bit of talk about the, the concessions that are available from a tax point of view if you go to set up a not-for-profit. I'd just like to conclude on one aspect in that tax thing is that when you set up a not-for-profit, and this is what we started at, at the start, it really is about achieving that purpose. What is that purpose you're looking to achieve? And I really want to highlight that in this video because setting up a not-for-profit to gain tax concessions shouldn't be what you're setting up a not-for-profit for. But setting up a not-for-profit is about purpose and achieving that purpose. Sure, there might be some concessions you get from tax, but the reason should always be that purpose. And if that's what you're looking to do for your not-for-profit, I'm more than happy to, to give you some help and, and advice on that journey. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.